Hey everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology. Happy Monday, everybody. Today we are going to talk about Venus being enclosed by the malefics. We're going to talk about what an enclosure is, sort of how it's defined, and what it means, and then specifically in this case with Venus, what it might mean or what it might look like. Uh, tomorrow I will probably do a trip through all 12 rising signs, taking a look at which house Aquarius falls in and where you might see the drama. Um, so today I'll probably just talk a little bit more uh, about the actual concept of an enclosure, what it means, and um, and and uh, how to interpret it in this particular instance. So before I do that, I want to remind everybody, my, my friends Loka and Vidarbha have a class coming up on the Bhagavad Gita, and I'm going to put it up on the screen so you can see it. They are um, two of my teachers in the Bhakti Yoga tradition, and um, you can find their website, bhaktiwise.com. If you click on the Study With Us tab, you'll see that they have a class on called Unlocking the Mysteries of the Bhagavad Gita. It starts on March 15th. It runs till May 31st. It's held Tuesdays from 8 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and it is by donation. So if you appreciate the spiritual dimension of the content on my channel and want to learn more about the yoga tradition that I'm a part of and want to study the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, these are two absolutely fantastic teachers. It's by donation. There's optional daily mantra meditation lessons as well, which is, that's the everyday part of, of my spiritual practice. So if you're interested, check it out. I think you'll really like it. They teach, um, they're just wonderful teachers. So yeah, give, give it a shot. All right, so here is the real-time clock, and first we are going to work on just defining what a malefic enclosure is. So in order to do that, I am going to, actually, I'm just going to eliminate a few more pieces of perspective here. We're going to work just with the traditional seven planets because it'll be easier to sort of define it conceptually. So here is the malefic enclosure. You can see Venus is uh, hemmed in between the malefics. It's actually a phrase that's sometimes used to describe an enclosure. And um, we're talking about uh, any time that a planet is in between either both malefics or both benefics, there's a positive form of enclosure um, which would have either Jupiter and Venus on either side of a third planet. But in this case, when Venus is hemmed in between Mars and Saturn, it's considered a malefic enclosure, which basically means you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. The, the planet finds itself in a bit of a pickle. So um, not generally a positive connotation behind this. It would be a period of trial and tribulation for Venus. There are some different ways in which this condition is defined. So um, I'll try to run through those. First of all, though, let me just say that um, there is something called an intervention that can happen, which is to say that when you have uh, the malefics on either side of a planet, like Venus in this case, but you have another planet interjecting its ray by degree. So the moon at 16 Taurus, for example, is currently sending its ray to about 16 Aquarius. 
So this would be technically, this would be called an intervention. So when a third planet sends its rays somewhere between Mars, which is behind Venus, and somewhere before Saturn, then it's as though another planet is intervening into the situation, and that breaks apart or sort of changes the dynamic. It may alleviate the situation. So that's a positive thing that you're looking for. The only problem is the moon's really not allowed. So because the moon moves very, very quickly, um, what you're really looking for is the intervention of a slow moving planet, because the, this intervention from the moon is just lickety split. It, it lasts, it's very short. And so we're looking for the body of any of the other planets intervening between uh, in order to break it up. Now, the other thing is that intervention, this could serve as an intervention if it were like a horary chart, the moon would be more aptly considered in that situation because you're kind of looking at the picture more statically. But when we're thinking about this in terms of mundane forecasting, what we're really saying is, look, there's no third planet that's sending its degree-based ray somewhere in between Venus and Saturn on this side or Venus and Mars on the other side. You want a planet, either its body in between or its ray coming in between, and that sort of breaks it up. We don't have that in the sky right now. And since the moon's moving on and on, there's going to be a very long stretch of time where for the most part, you know, Venus is not receiving an intervention and is enclosed. And the reason it's also kind of unique because um, how long it's going to last. Well, there's different, there's some different definitions about what constitutes enclosure. For example, some people would say that you need to have the two malefics on either side of Venus within seven degrees. Um, I have not noticed that that, I mean, it certainly intensifies within seven, but I would say that this is still going to be experienced like a malefic enclosure probably um, the whole time, even though within seven degrees, maybe more intensely. The other thing to note is that actually um, enclosure can also happen uh, not just in the same sign, literally sandwiched between the two planets, but it could happen by um, degree. So for example, let's imagine that we, I'm going to just, <clears throat> I'm going to imagine now that Venus is at one degree of, uh, of um, Aries. So we'll say Venus right here, one Aries. Okay, so Venus is at one Aries, this purple little dot, in which case an alternate form of enclosure would be if Mars, in this case, is sending its sextile ray on this side of um, Venus, and then Saturn is sending his ray to the other side of Venus. So they don't even have to be in the same sign. You can see an enclosure, um, a planet could be enclosed by the other planet sending its rays on either side of the planet uh, in another sign in which case to be broken up, you still would just need a third planet to intervene with its rays or its bodies in between. So you can have, uh, you can have um, bodily enclosure, meaning the planets are literally on either side of the same of the third planet within the same sign, or you can have degree-based enclosure aspectually where the enclosure is happening because the malefics are sending their rays on either side. So it's like a little negative force field on other side of the planet, on either side of the planet. But 
happening somewhere else. And the malefics could be somewhere else too. Uh, you don't have to have the malefics in the same signs. The only thing that is important is that those malefics would cast rays in this case behind Venus uh, or in front of Venus and um, behind. So that's kind of where the rays fall. And then if any planet was sandwiched in between there, you'd have a malefic enclosure. So that's kind of a quick choppy definition, but it should give you the feeling for what's up here. Now watch what happens when we take this forward. So I'm gonna just show you that aside from the moon who's whipping around and occasionally intervening, we're going to see these planets, see how they're moving together in Aquarius, right? You just, we'll just advance it a little by little. And you can see that, uh, you know, nothing is intervening. And that is because for the most part, everything is in Pisces right next door in a sign that does not see Aquarius. So this, um, this malefic enclosure is going to go on for most of the month. And, you know, here it is. Now, this is the part where it gets interesting because now you have the technical definition of enclosure right about here where Venus is now within seven degrees of Saturn and still within three degrees of Mars. This is when things may heat up significantly, um, you know, in terms of there being like real challenges for Venus. Um, now this will last all the way until Venus crosses over the body of Saturn. So you see there's nothing intervening. No planet is sending its rays in between there to help out. And that is going to intensify. Let's keep watching Venus. Now, again, the moon will have little moments of sort of blips where it breaks it up or whatever. But it's not until we get right to about here, March 28th. And here you're seeing Venus and Saturn. Venus is conjoining Saturn and then crossing over the other side. So that's about March, by March 28th, that occurs. Then Venus is in the clear and we have a very different dynamic. And then soon after that, just to be positive here, Venus enters her exaltation on April 5th. So uh, that is, that's, that's, that's an enclosure. Now, what might that mean? Well, one way of figuring this out is going to be to look at the whole sign house of Aquarius in your chart. Okay, that's where topically you may see the enclosure at work in your life. And by that, we mean the significations of difficulty will express themselves probably in that topical area. If they're in your seventh, it might be relationships. If they're in your 10th, maybe it's work. If they're in the second, maybe it's money. If it's in the sixth, maybe you're dealing with some health challenges. So you interpret it based on its house position. That's the first level. And I'll take, I think tomorrow I'll probably take us through those houses just so that, you know, we're up to speed. Okay, so aside from that, what would this mean? Well, Venus, everything that Venus represents is in a sense going to be um, like the, the natural topics of Venus, love, relationships, harmony, beauty, sexuality, desire, pleasure. When they are trapped by the malefics, there can very much be a situation in which we are, um, you know, uh, for example, if someone were sober, but they were to fall back into a period of drinking, uh, or, or if someone were to fall upon difficult times financially, or a relationship, you know, hits the rocks temporarily, 
and there's just not an easy solution in sight. These are the kinds of things that you have to imagine. So think of Venus around beauty, love, pleasure, sex, relationships, harmony, agreement. And then you're just thinking this, the, these kinds of things are going to be going through a period where, you know, it may not come easily, if at all, or there may actually be a feeling of oppression or suffering or struggle that happens. And, you know, that's not going to express itself in everybody's life, first of all. It really depends on what's going on in your natal chart. Everybody's chart is like a garden of karma and everything's blossoming at very different times according to different transits that are happening. So, you know, some of you may not even really notice it. Now, that's, that's the case for most transits. But with this one in particular, you do want to at least be aware of the topical area that's being activated. So we'll make sure we look at that this week. Um, but also uh, just, just note that the Venusian topics in our lives may, may struggle. For example, um, you know, diplomacy. Uh, we had a Venus-Mars conjunction, uh, which was promising over the weekend. But then immediately <clears throat> Venus goes into this enclosure, which makes me feel like the, the peaceful outcomes that we might be hoping for or envisioning uh, might take a little bit more like uh, the rest of this month to figure out. That doesn't mean that there'll be nothing good about this month. It doesn't mean that there's nothing to look forward to. I think it's just important to be aware of what's happening and, and noticing that um, this planet that's associated with good fortune and things when thing, when Venus is on a roll, things just tend to work out there. There it's like things fall into place. It's going to be a little bit harder for that to happen. Or we're maybe feeling like we're dealing with some challenges in that respect and things it's harder for things to fall into place. The planet of good fortune is not being, it's not able to deliver its normal good results. Now on the 19th, let me show you one last thing before we close for the day. On the 19th, I am wondering, <clears throat> because it's sort of rare as an astrologer, you know, who, who studies these things, it's rare to see one and actually live through one that's this long and sort of, you know, makes it for a really good learning uh, experience. I am very interested to see what is going to happen around March 19th. The reason for that is that on that day, we will see if outer planets, uh, I think, can really constitute a intervention or not. And outer planets not really like a tradi the traditional seven in a lot of ways. So on the 19th, Venus will square Mars or a square Uranus. And that feels like it could um, offer some liberation, some freedom, some sense of a, a breaking from um, the enclosure. Venus Uranus has that kind of break free symbolism anyway. But if Venus finds herself really stuck, I'm wondering what this square to Uranus with reception, if we're thinking in this way anyway, in a more traditional manner, Uranus is in Taurus, which is Venus's sign. So there's some reception here. Could this be something that sort of um, delivers Venus or starts to change, turn the tide somehow? That's what I'm going to have my eye on on the 19th. So that's what we have for this, uh, this, um, this month with the enclosure. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it as the month goes on. Make sure you use the hashtag grabbed. Tell your story, say Venus enclosed by the malefics, maybe share the house location in your chart. 
and uh, tell us how you're noticing it as the month goes on. We'll be unpacking it. And there's lots of other transits to look at too this month. This is one of the big ones. So uh, it's important to just kind of refresh on the concept and um, try to uh, try to make sure that we're all up to speed on it. Uh, like I said, I think tomorrow we'll take a look at it through the houses. Um, there's some other transits this week that we, you know, want to make sure that we're looking at as well. But, you know, I think this is probably the, the best way to focus here at the start. So all that being said, I hope you're having a great day today. And I look forward to um, more to come this week. All right, take it easy, everyone. Bye.